This is Amateur Logic, episode 118 for June 15th, 2018. This episode of Amateur Logic was brought to you by MFJ, the world leaders in ham radio accessories at MFJEnterprises.com, and by ICOM. Grab your ICOM gear now for the most popular on air event, Field Day. Good evening. Welcome to another action-packed adventure of Amateur Logic. I'm George. I'm Tommy. I'm Peter. And I'm Emil. <laughs> and it is great to be back. Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of things here to show you tonight. Tommy and I just came back from Dayton Hamvention. Yeah, had a great time as always. As always, and lots of interesting stuff there tonight. We got a couple of new things here that you might not have seen before. Or maybe you did and you didn't really know for sure if they existed. I can't wait to see what that is. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around and, and see what's been going on, Tommy. What's been going on? Well, I went to Dayton Hamvention. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess if I was paying attention, I would have noticed I saw that. somebody looked a lot yeah. like you out there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, Peter, what's been going on down under? Well, I didn't go to Dayton Hamvention, <laughs> but uh, I've been busy planning my trip to Ham Fair um, in August. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's well advanced. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Yeah, that sounds like that's really going to be a nice trip there. Maybe one of these years. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And whilst I've got, got a, uh, and sorry about this, Emil, but uh, uh, just while I got that moment, uh, John Baggett, the hat, is going to show up as well. Which will be awesome. Yeah. The hat. Yep. The International hat. Man of Mystery. That hat has got a lot of miles on yeah. it. Still holding up well. It is. It is. Email. What what has been going on down yonder? Well, uh, our focus down uh, in the bayous have been turning to the, uh, the golf and the uh, hurricane season mm-hmm. now that we're in it. And uh, we've been prepping with the club, making sure everything's working and um also uh dealing with the heat and getting ready for field day that's going to be a hot one field day it is going to be a hot one we've been well we haven't done a lot of prepping i've done a little bit i've started putting together an antenna going to use this year and um, that's that's been an interesting experience it is uh the mfj hex beam the one that covers eight bands yeah that'd be interesting to see how that works out and I'm glad I started kind of assembling what I could here at the shack before we take it out because it's it's taken a little while. Nothing super complicated there, but just a lot of pieces to put together. Yeah. The more that I do here in the shack, the less uh, screws and nuts I'm likely to drop on site. In there. the grass. In the grass, there. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and speaking, I know you're talking about the gulf there and keeping a watch on 
on the tropical weather. You guys have uh, got into a Hamshack hotline down there to kind of help with your MCOMs. And uh, Tommy and I have dabbled in it a little bit as long as, uh, as well as a number of other um, yeah. amateurologic buddies. Yeah, that, yeah, that thing's uh, actually growing pretty fast. It is growing. And, you know, it, it's pretty neat. I haven't used it a lot yet. I've used it some. And email showed us here. Was it last month email that you talked about that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it was, I think last, it was month. The last month segment. Well, apparently it was really effective because Tommy and I both um, yeah. bought yeah. into it. You know, it worked on yeah. me. <laughs> it's a secret plot to get you back for the pie you dragged me. Wow. Into. I, I guess so. Well, I just wanted to give you a little tip on on that that I well we discovered today. We tried it out today just to see if it would work. You know, we go to field day way out in the woods, usually, off the grid, and uh, no no utilities, no electricity, no running water, no uh, cable TV or internet, nothing, other than... Nothing but hot air and mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, and, and enough of that to make up for all the lack of the rest. Sure. But, um, you know, we can get a little internet connectivity down there with... Uh, with cell phones, not real well, but a little bit, and, and hot spots and such. And I was thinking, you know, it might be neat to uh, have that Hamshack hotline phone there with us at field day. Yeah. You know, we could uh, maybe call a, a few people up and kind of say, hey, uh, we're on this frequency now. Let's let's see if we can make a contact. And these phones take uh, wired Ethernet jacks on them. They don't work off of Wi-Fi. I happen to have a, a little Wi-Fi hotspot, though. And I've got a, uh, a Netgear, what is that thing? It's an EX6200 Wi-Fi range extender that has Ethernet jacks on the back. And I said, I wonder if I can use that hotspot with the, the little Wi-Fi extender there, because that's the only reason I bought the Wi-Fi extender is because it allowed me to bridge wired Ethernet into... Um, into the hotspot there. So I plugged the little Hamshack uh, hotline device into it, and lo and behold, yeah, uh, we can go off the grid and, and get on Hamshack hotline. We don't have to have wired Ethernet if we've got uh, a wireless uh, or a Wi-Fi range extender that offers you Ethernet ports on it. So a uh, little tip there for those who've been playing with that. We've I've discussed it with a couple of guys, and nobody really knew if it worked, so we just tried it out this morning. Yeah, it does. worked pretty well. Well, we're going to have to bring our uh, phone sets over to the club. We're going to have some hot spots, too, over where we are, so we'll have to uh, try to call you up. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see. What else do we need to cover before we just jump right on in? I guess that's about it, huh? Is it? Is it kosher to, to uh, prearrange a contact like that? Um, we probably ought to check on that just to be on the safe side. We can I mean, still have some fun yeah, with it. Yeah, even if we can't, don't log that contact. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't think we'll get points for that, but... Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we, no, we won't get points for talking on the phone. No, that, but but, yeah. but prearranging the contact. I'm not sure if it's kosher. I have to look in the rules. I, it, we'll just have to check on yeah, that. Yeah, I know there's sure. such a thing as a schedule which is where you arrange you're going to talk with somebody at a certain time. Yeah. Might be okay. I don't know. 
anyway. Anyway, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Be the first time we've had a phone at, at Phil Day. Well, on into the Hamvention coverage tonight. Uh, we've got a lot to go, so we better get started on it. Uh, we ran into our friend Chris. You remember uh, Cincinnati Short Rib? Chris Bro. Chris Bro. And we just had a, a quick chat with him. We were there at the youth forum because they have a lot of youth activities at Hamvention. And, uh, well, we were looking at that, and uh, there was Chris. They always have a lot of youth activity here at the Hamvention. And right here is the Dower Youth Forum. They've got a lot of soldering stations set up here. Uh, kits. I'm not sure what they're building there, but they're... They've turned out a good many projects this weekend. And that's great when you got clubs that do this kind of stuff to get youth involved in the hobby. Speaking of youth who are involved in the hobby, here's our old friend Chris Brought. Chris? How's it going, everybody? How you been? Busy. I got uh, a lot of tests, exams coming up, so it's been busy. But Are you looking forward to the summer? Yes, very, very much. I need the summer. The summer is like what keeps me motivated. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the first time we talked, you were maybe like right here on me, but uh, now you're you're taller than me. <laughs> yes, I know. I, that's what uh, I was with Sterling last night at the uh, Crown Plaza, and I'm as tall as him, and Katie is just a bit taller than me, and everybody's freaking out. So, yeah. so you should be able just with a handy talkie alone to have a height advantage over most of us. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I could. I could just hold it up, do a Statue of Liberty type thing or something. I don't uh, know. We'll figure it out. Well, I know you've been busy in, with school, and you haven't had a time to do a lot of ham radio or uh, maker activities and such. What do you have planned for the summer? I don't know. Probably. Uh, probably uh, get back to our some Arduino Raspberry Pi work. Um, I did build a ADSB receiver with. Uh, with the Raspberry Pi, so it takes signal from an antenna I built, feeds it in, decodes it, shows all the planes on a map, which is kind of cool. Kind of combines my aviation interest and my uh, radio interest. Um, I don't know, maybe I want to try and get back to work with, um, I had an Arduino and some uh, the 433 megahertz transmitter, so I want to get back with that and try and uh, work with that again. So. Cool. Well, I ran into your father yesterday. We had a good conversation, and um, I'm going to try to get him on camera. If we can meet up with him and get him to talk a little bit about his experiences of being a Canadian, living in the U.S., and trying to operate ham radio in a different country. Right. Yeah, he actually did get the uh, Canadian call sign a couple months ago, so he's been liking it. He uh, wants to go up there and do an operating trip, so should be nice. Should be. Well... What's next? So, have you decided on a career path yet or what you're going to major in, or are you just still wide open? Still pretty wide open. There's a couple things that I've looked at, maybe engineering or maybe becoming a pilot or something radio-related, but I'm still pretty open for the most part. So. so what about finding interesting conversation? Are you finding any other young people somewhere around your age that – that, that have got the same affliction as the rest of us and like this tech stuff? 
A little bit. Uh, I know uh, the robotics team for my high school is going to be here tomorrow, so they're going to be doing that, helping out the Dayton guys. And then I know, um, shoot, what is it? Uh, I know a couple other people. We started Ham Radio Club WHUIH at the high school. Uh, we've had the call sign for a long time, so it's good to get it back on the air. Um, so just trying to grow the club, get equipment back in and up and running. So most of that's done. It's mostly just testing the beam, making sure it. Uh, can rotate. That's the main goal right now. So, and finish the semester strong. Cool. Well, I hope we'll run across you again soon. I, uh, you don't know if y'all are coming down to Huntsville this year, do you? No, I gotta check the schedule because I know normally it's right around the first week of school, and that can get a little bit hairy. So, I just said gotta see when it is. So, all right. Field day. Field day. I'm either gonna do it with VOA or one Delta. I'm not really sure yet. It uh, just depends what we have planned that week. So, because I know I got tons of stuff in the summer too. So, cool. Great to talk with you again, Chris. Always a lot of fun. We'll look forward to seeing you at the next snipe hunt. The snipe hunt. We gotta do that. We like talk about it, and we're like almost gonna do it, and then we never do it. So, I don't know. All right, seven three, my friend. Seventy three. Our old snipe hunting buddy. Yeah. Cincinnati short rib's not too short anymore. No, he's not. He's, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's not, grown a lot since yeah. we started talking to him. He he really has. Yeah, he's a pretty neat kid. His, his whole family's pretty cool. I like all yeah. of them. Nice the, folks. Uh, I heard from him uh, a week or so back. They will be at Huntsville this year. So oh, we'll cool. get to see him That'd over there. That'd be awesome. Do a little visiting. Um, speaking of that uh, elusive thing that we didn't know if it was real that we thought maybe it was just a yeah you know something somebody mocked up on the internet yeah i saw uh that uh cell phone it's a dmr radio slash cell phone all in one i've gotten like a trillion emails about that thing and those guys were actually there so had to stop and check it out it's pretty neat thing yeah looked interesting yeah saw a familiar device here i've seen several emails about it from viewers that have uh, asked me if we've seen it or you know had any information about it so you know hoping to take a few minutes of your time bob and see what's your call sign uh w2cyk okay can you tell me about what you've got it looks pretty interesting yeah this is the r finder m1 device um we have several models the k1 and the p1 uh this particular one is the phablet it's actually a phone and a dmr radio built into one and uh, the unique thing about it is that no matter where you go on Earth, it just works. It never needs to be programmed. No code plugs or anything. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I understand. I've tried DMR a couple of times, but it just didn't really do it for me because I'll travel a good bit, and you have to pre-program everything before you go to an area, and it just it just doesn't really work. I live in Mississippi, but I work in Dallas and Seattle and New York. So if you program the radio for Mississippi, then... Uh, uh, on a conventional DMR radio, then it's like a brick when you travel. So these work everywhere. So I travel a lot myself. I go to Europe. I uh, just came back from uh, a trip around uh, Switzerland and Italy and Germany, and it just worked everywhere I went, and, and that was that. You know, I stuck a little magman on the top of the car, and as I drove, I was able to get into all the machines and, uh, and roam from machine to machine and uh, carry on a conversation really without any trouble whatsoever. It was a lot of fun, actually. Oh, that's cool. So there's cellular function built in here too, right? That's correct. It's a 4G LTE cellular. Uh, works worldwide. In the States, it works on AT&T and it's MNVOs. It can also work without cell. It can work standalone 
you can use uh, Wi-Fi to pre-load pre uh, the North American continent, the European continent, wherever you have Oceania, wherever you're going, and then um, uh, and then uh, also preload the Brandmeister talk groups as well as the uh, um, uh, DMR talker alias database, and then it just works no matter where you go, and we have no limitation on memories or uh, or um, uh, 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 DMR talker aliases either. So, so is this standard Android and uh, just standard Android, just like on my Samsung phone? It's just like a Samsung. In fact, I have a Samsung eight. And around my home area, Long Island, New York, I get better coverage on our DMR radios than we get on our uh, on my Samsung. Oddly enough, but you can make phone calls with this as well, right? Or is this only? Yeah, it makes phone calls. Uh, suppresses the radio during a call, so you don't get blown, you know your, your ear blown out by somebody calling you. Um, but uh, yeah, it makes phone calls beautifully, and it gets on the internet. Oh, that's cool. So the rubber duck on here for the for the radio part. I'm assuming you can just take that off unless you want and disable the radio. Take it off when I go through uh, security at, at airports around the world, so that uh, I don't get any questions. But I've never had a problem. The only time I got a question was in um, in Galicia, Spain. They uh, just asked me what it was because they were curious. But uh, it wasn't a problem traveling with it at all anywhere. Even at the Hong Kong, China, you know, not, a, not an issue. It looked like there's a camera on here. Uh, can you just give us a little quick tour around the device? Yeah, what sure. it's there's a, there's a front-facing camera and a rear-facing camera. Um, and uh, it has everything that an Android cell phone would have. It has two PTT buttons. One is for uh, R-Finder and the other one is for POC applications like Zello and TeamSpeak and stuff like that and Echolink. So... Uh, actually, the button will work on Echolink soon. We just sent uh, uh, the API over to uh, J- you know, Jonathan Taylor to, to add that. So hopefully he'll put it in soon. Okay, so is that his software that runs primarily on here? Uh, no, actually, it's mostly R-Finder. That's what you see on the screen right now. R-Finder is the worldwide repeater directory with a repeater directory of the ARRL, as well as uh, Dar- uh, RAC in Canada, DARK in Germany, RSGB uh, with the uh, official re- uh, repeater app in uh, in England, uh, REP in Spain, REF in France, uh, RE, I'm sorry, URE in Spain, REP in um, Portugal, and a variety of other countries, Lithuania, Grand Cayman K- K- Islands, etc. So many countries, uh, radio societies have chosen this as their official directory. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Like, uh, how, how long does the battery life last? Average? Uh, I know. I know it's going to vary on transmission. Use it, but uh, you know, I I, I I have a busy day. Uh, I get about 400 emails a day, as well as phone calls, texts, and stuff like that. And I get a full day out of it. Um, some people get three days. Some people get a day and a half. Some people get two days. It really depends on how you use your device. Okay, so that, that's pretty respectable. As I know a lot of the Android devices, some of them are great. My Samsung's great. Some of them, you know, you do good to get a half a day out of some yeah, of them. Yeah, you fighting the battery, and uh, this has a 6,200 milliamp hour battery, so you don't fight it. You know, our um, uh, uh, tablet, and I can show you the tablet too if you want, but the tablet... Uh, it also has a radio in it, cell phone, the whole bit, and it's uh, uh, you can get days out of that one easily. I can fly from New York to Hong Kong and watch movies the whole way, and I still have two-thirds of a battery left on that, so it's kind of cool. Cool. Are, are these made in the USA? Uh, no, they're, uh, we have them manufactured in Shenzhen, 
uh, we developed the ROM, uh, you know, the the uh, um, uh, the ROM for this, uh, along with our friends in China, and uh, we developed the R Finder app, of course, which has been out for almost eight years. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've heard of the app before for sure. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. I tr- really appreciate you taking a few minutes to show that to us. No, I appreciate you stopping by and letting me share it with your audience. Hi, everybody. Yeah, thank, thanks a lot, man. It's good. It's really nice to meet you. Appreciate it, Tom. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. And uh, 73s, everybody. Cool. It was a real thing. Yeah, it was real. I saw a few people walking around. Had them. Yeah. I, I didn't see anybody talking on the radio on them, but they were carrying them around. I'm pretty sure they're. Uh, well, actually, they were had them for sale. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, interesting. Cool. The DMR thing just isn't for me, but it's, a lot of people are interested in it. Well, we don't even have DMR repeater here, but uh, if you do, yeah, you know, it uh, might might be an interesting device. Something it, tells it, me it might not be cheap old man compliant. Well, actually, no, it's probably not. Uh, well. <laughs> I hate to really throw prices out there, but I thought I saw one that had like a six hundred something dollar price tag on it. Yeah, that's not like I mean that's pretty high for a DMR radio, but it's not like totally out there. It's that's well, about the price of a cell phone. Yeah, if you went and looked at the you know price of a a, a good Android phone, you'd be spending probably just about yeah, that much. Don in there said six ninety nine in the chat room. Yeah. Yeah, saw six so, something on there. You know, when I when I first saw those things on the internet a year or so ago, I was thinking, nah, man, that's just something made up." But it's not. Yeah, like, like I don't know. You you may have gotten some too, but like I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, right there, I've had several people send those to me. You know, mm-hmm. interested in them and uh, saw them. And it's like can't really pass that up without stopping and checking it out. Yeah, let's take a quick break. I uh, get a message from uh, a couple of folks here, and then come right back, and we'll check in with the food critic. How about that? That sounds good. Calling all stations. Make sure you grab your ICOM gear for the most popular on-air event, Field Day, June 23rd and 24th. Let ICOM help you make the most contacts or practice for emergency situations. The SDR Everyham wants the IC7610, and it's just in time for fill day. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent channels. The new ICOM7610 is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of a SDR transceiver. RF Direct Sampling System, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receivers, and dual digicell. Don't forget to bring along the perfect field day companion, the IC7300. Ideal for the ham on the go, it's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design. RF Direct Sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. The sky's no limit for the IC9100. It's an all-in-one HF, VHF, UHF rig. No matter if you're working DXQSOs, RIDI, D-Star DV, Satellite, or even Moonbounce, ICOM's years of experience is working along with you. Independent dual receivers, satellite mode, built-in antenna tuner, and digital IF filter. Learn more about all the great ICOM radios for Phil Day. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur today. 
How you doing? Joe Walsh here, WB6ACU. I've been a ham since 1960. Ham radio has given me friends all over the world who I never would have met otherwise, and it's taught me skills and electronics that have helped me in my career. I give back to amateur radio by being a member of ARRL. Thanks to its members, the league provides support for on-the-air events that give ham so much enjoyment. ARRL is the National Association for Amateur Radio. They are our voice in Washington and all around the world. Be a member. Please join ARRL. Find more out about it at ARRL.org. Slash join! See you on the air. <laughs> oh, my old buddy Joe. Yeah. Join! Yeah. Uh, good, how, you know. How can you not join after that? There you go. You got the command right there. Yeah. It's good to see he did that. Uh, I think maybe there's a couple, two or three of those they just recently released, trying to get them to radio and television stations and such. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Well, that was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Well, we were talking about... Uh, Food, and you know, usually when you're talking about ham fest and food, it's not, um, it's not always a good subject, is it, Emil? Well, that that's one of the reasons people show up at our uh, field day. Well, it is, and it your is. ham fest and the ham fest in Lafayette, but that's not that's always right. the case. Yeah, but they they don't usually show up if all you've got is the uh, the hot dogs, maybe the. Well, they don't come the, for that. No, they don't come for that. Although, you know, not not saying you can't get a good hamburger at a ham fest. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, but uh, sometimes it's nice to kick it up a notch. Yep. And I think that's what happened this year at Hamvention. Oh, yeah. Looking around Hamvention for the best food here, and and who should we run into but uh, internationally renowned food critic Don Arnold. Hi, Don. Hey, how's it going out there? Pretty good. So, so tell us. I know you've been all over Hamvention here and have sampled all the foods here. What is, what's the number one pick? The number one pick, Russ's Big Pork Chop. This is a center-cut pork chop, homemade seasoning. They cook it for 30 minutes, none of this fast stuff. Slow-cooked pork chop, and I'm telling you, it's got the bone on it and everything. And, and Russ has rolled out the carpet. But I know in, what I've heard from Hamvention in the past in the past is this is the thing to die for the lines are unbelievable to get this thing of all the things that i've eaten at any hamvention any ham fest russ's pork chop is numero uno so there you got it number one food at hamvention for 2018 is russ's pork chop so thanks russ for for being here and bringing us the vittles thanks for inviting me and have, having me and all that and above uh, we're not we're not too bad not, of a group are we ah you guys are all right you know all right for a bunch of beginners how's that <laughs> that's right <laughs> hey but 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 honestly and truthfully the best thing about moving from the other location is the fact that they can bring in various food vendors and so where i was stuck for years and years with the same kind of food when i got here it was hog heaven i yeah i sampled all these things but the thing to die for is russ's pork chop look at that thing right there melts in your mouth boy that does look good all right i know what's for lunch tomorrow pork chop 
<laughs> making you hungry, huh? Yeah, it's making me yeah. hungry. That was it was really good. <laughs> yeah, we tried them the next day. Yeah, it was fa- it was fantastic. Yeah. And I, I'm sure we'll be back there next year getting them again. Can't say much for the corn dogs, so. No, the corn dogs sucked a little bit. Uh, I think they were trying to get get them out too fast. Yeah. The corn dog wasn't quite done in the center. Yep. Are we making either one of y'all hungry yet? Yes. I'm getting hungry too. It was it was good. It was like that pork chop was like that thick, yeah. man, and and it was it was just good. It had yeah. seasoned, cooked outside on a on a wood mm-hmm. wood grill there. Yeah, got quite a few takers in the uh, chat room. Yep. Well, back into uh, some of the footage here. We we always try to catch up with uh, Ray if he's you know at one of these events, and he's always at Hamvention. And a couple of new things, something that we had not seen before. Yeah. And, uh, we ran into a stranger here at Hamvention. Well, actually, no stranger here. It's uh, it's know. it's Ray Novak, N9JA. Hi, Ray. How you doing? And I don't know, can you find any stranger than I? At a <laughs> ham fest? Yes, yes. At a ham fest, you could. Uh, boy, we've, we've seen a lot of each other recently. As a matter of fact... We just got through doing a super long video on D-Star that's got almost everything you'd want to know. Uh, pretty much, but yeah, we had a good time doing that one down in, La- in Louisiana, although we didn't have the crawfish that we had in rain down there, but still had a real good time. Yeah, we had jambalaya, and I didn't know I liked it so much until, until then. And then I think uh, after that was all over with, we met together for some razor-thin catfish. That was good, man. Middendors at Manchac, Louisiana, off the bridge down there. Uh, Tommy introduced me to that a few years ago. Good stuff. I've never found it anywhere else. Well, that's the one thing. You, you don't debate with full-grown kids about food. We're full-grown for some reason, aren't we, Tommy? Tommy gave a thumbs up there. And if you want to see that D-Star video, if you're interested, uh, go to Amateur Logic on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search for Amateur Logic. You'll find it right there. It's been edited down to about five hours of content covering MCOM uh, use of of D-Star, which uh, I learned a few things with there. And... And just a lot of good general topics on it as well. So at Hamvention this year, well, you've just released the 7300 not that long ago, and I know that thing's still going like gangbusters. No, uh, the 7300 we released two years ago. You're talking about the 7610. No, I'm talking about it too, both of them. The 7300 is still like a new radio to me because I wish I had one of them. But I would settle for 7610. Uh, that, that is the, the newer of the two. But both of them are great radios. And I know they've been going like gangbusters, haven't they? Yeah, they have. We did a special here for Hamvention. It's going to run through the end of June. I don't know where the dealers are going to be putting their prices. But uh, unbelievable the amount of boxes on both those radios that went out here. Well... You know, I've said it all along, 7300 is kind of like a, a no-brainer kind of radio. Uh, at the at the price it's at, there's, there's just nothing else really that compares with it. 
76.10. I saw I saw some prices online from some dealers this week, and uh, it's a pretty good price on that radio too for for everything that it does. Yeah, it did upset a few Apple carts here for other other manufacturers with the prices. They they weren't expecting that, and I don't think either were the customers either. I think they got a real good surprise, and I mean. The technology is very solid, and we, we see a lot of a lot of the other boxes go too. The seventy one hundred, seventy two hundred, the D Star radios. This has been a phenomenal show for us this year, and uh, with the prize drawings that you see behind us, man, there was a lot of people packed in the booth. So I, I guess the thing where I was headed with that comment about the seventy three hundred and the seventy six ten is both of those are fairly new radios. 7300 two years ago but that's still that's relatively new uh long enough to be proven certainly but they're they're still real hot sellers so what what could you possibly have new this year that i have not already seen well two different radios one is most hams will like it they'll drool over it because it does have a ham relation to it that is the r30 that we showed under glass last year and what i tell everybody if you see it in in an icom booth under glass it's a minimum of one year so true to that that theory uh the r30 was selling for the first time here at hamvention and this covers uh what frequency range it's one of those uh, DC to daylight portables. It covers from uh, 0.01 to 3,000 megahertz. We have the blocked version for the U.S. market that has the cell coverage areas or what used to be the cell bands blocked on it. And then for export, it's a full open from 0.01, point, yeah, 0.01 to 3,000 megahertz. It does AM, FM, wideband FM. It also does... D-Star, P25 Phase 1, NXDN, and that's that's real good for the, the guys that really like listening to the trains because over the last few years they have transitioned from analog over to an NXDN format. So now this is going to be one of those radios that you want to take with you on a train or if you got a lot of train traffic through your area, you'll want to use it. So for guys who are into receiving they're going to go with the receiver rather than a transceiver for for just the sheer uh, band coverage and all the modes you've got in it. Probably a little better sensitivity than you're going to have on a radio that's meant to transmit and receive. But do you have anything new with the push-to-talk button on it? Yes, sir, we do. We've got something from the commercial side of the business that is an LTE product. It's a push-to-talk device that uses the LTE network. We've partnered with AT&T. We have coverage, full, complete coverage, Canada, United States, and Mexico. You can program it for talk groups as well as individual call. And since it's using the digital codec like what we're doing on D-Star, it's a very small data rate. So we're able to use the data channel, not the cell phone voice channels on it. So when you're cell towers get saturated we're able to still have communications not impacted by them and basically you just program this thing up and it's just dial up whoever you want and push to talk yes sir we 
Our dealers can program it for their customers on however they want. They can have a number of people in their individual call list as well as multiple talk groups that they could set up. So it's it's great for companies that have a wide area of, of needs. So, I mean, even you and Tommy can keep in touch with regular communications with it. Uh, and one of the biggest customers that we have actually in Japan is the railway system. Oh, that's, that's a neat idea. Let me just ask this question. just popped in my head. So would I get a separate data plan for this radio, or could I use it with my regular cell phone plan? When you make the purchase of the radio, it comes with a full year already loaded onto it, and then you would just renew your data plan each year for it. So it does have a SIM card like you would for your cell phone, but it's already pre-configured for you. So if you were in business and you had people just scattered out everywhere, just get them one of these, turn it on, fire it up for a year, and hand it to them here, you answer it when we call. Yes, sir. And also it's got Bluetooth in it, so it'll interface with the Bluetooth headsets. And it, it's a, we do have a mobile version of it coming. I'm not sure if it's within this year or not, but we do have one of those coming. But it's a nice little package, and it's, it's been very interesting playing around with it here at the show. Uh, we've been testing it with about eight radios here. And even when we had a huge crowd of people for our prize drawings, we were still able to communicate through it. So, Hamvention 2018, it's, it's not over yet. We're shooting this on Saturday afternoon. I didn't even look at my clock, but it's, uh, there's a little bit of time left today. Uh, 4.16. 4.16. So, there's still a little, little time left at Hamvention here today. And then we've got uh, tomorrow as well. Have you got any words you could say so far that sum up this year's event? It's been a real good show, even though we've had a lot of rain on and off. Uh, I haven't seen people just soaked with mud like last year, so the DARA committee have done a lot of things to improve. I know they're going to be listening to the negative feedback that will come from this year, considering that they had six months last year to pull this together. We're now in our second year. There's been a lot of improvements. It's only going to get better. All right, Ray. Well, we appreciate you talking with us. It's always good to catch up with you wherever we go. And uh, thanks to ICOM for bringing us all these new technologies and for helping to bring Amateur Logic, Ham College, Ham Nation, and all the other uh, activities and programs y'all sponsor for Ham Radio. Well, we appreciate being a part of all of it. We enjoy it. Now, there is one one more thing because I know the viewers are going to be asking questions. Now, that's that's a Steve Jobs line there, right? One more thing? One more thing. The IC9700. Yeah. We did not show it here. There's not been any new information since the Tokyo Ham Fair last year. I do know that they're they're looking at making it into a product. Fingers crossed that we'll hear more information at the Tokyo Ham Fair in August. So hopefully we'll see something, uh, more information then and next year. That will be the hot new radio that we'll be selling here. Okay, great. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. I know I've heard a lot of chatter about it already. Everybody's asking me, what do you know about it? I say, only thing I know is the number. There you go. And I know I've got my not the wheelbanks button but I forgot to wear it today. 
Sorry, Don. Yeah. Well, I've got mine right here. I've carried it around in my pocket all day. Uh, well, I did put it on for a little while this morning, but uh, no one was confusing me with Don, so I, I just stuck it in my pocket. No, and you know what? We can't compare to Dr. Tamitha Scove because she really got him good on Ham Nation. Well, and, and rightfully so. She should. <laughs> All, right. All right. Sorry he couldn't be here this year, but uh, maybe he'll be back next year. All right, Ray. 7-3, have a, uh, a a good rest of Hamvention here. I don't know when we'll see you. Maybe we'll see you in Huntsville. I'll definitely be at Huntsville. Maybe see Tommy at Hamcom if he's, if he's over there. So you never know. All right. 7-3. 7-3. Their booth, man, was by far the absolute crowdedest booth with people in it, uh, checking out their merchandise of any place, uh, any other one I saw there at the whole Hamvention. Especially during that contest, you couldn't hardly get oh, in yeah, the building. You couldn't even get, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. We were going to stream some of it live on Facebook, but we just couldn't even get close enough to see anything. So Yeah. And those uh, those little radios he had there, those were pretty awesome. Those were pretty neat. Now I gotta say, those, those were a step up from the ones. You remember I showed the little IP one hundred yep. that time. So those are like the next generation of that, I guess. But they were pretty cool stuff. Well, yeah, and the fact that it's using the you know the cell phone network and just set it up and it works. Yeah, yeah. that receiver is cool. I actually want one of those receivers. I'd like to have one of those to take with me when I'm traveling. Yeah. But, uh, neat stuff. Well, other neat stuff at uh, at Hamvention. You know, we always we mention what what we get while we're at Hamvention. The loot. The loot. We didn't get much this year, but we got a few things. Yeah. I guess number one on the list is this K zero NEB Joe Eisenberg signature. It's got CQ logo on it too. Screwdriver. Yep, I got one of those. Yep, we saw Joe, and he was giving away screwdrivers. So I've already used it a couple times. You know, we need some good swag. Well, we gave away gold PL259s. I guess he was trying to but catch But that was up. last year. That was last year. Yeah, we need to come up with something good for this coming year. Yep. Screwdriver's pretty, pretty nice thing, though. Yeah. Maybe pocket protectors. Send, yeah, so if you actually, uh, if you got ideas, send them in. T-shirt pocket protectors. No, it's never been done. <laughs> it's never been done. Yeah, we talked about giving away drizzle guards. Yeah, which we still could. Yeah, I uh, got a couple other things there. You know, we were talking about the uh, swag kits that Icom. You know, they had a, a contest for to give away some uh-huh. swag. Well, I don't have all the swag here, but got a couple of pieces. One is this uh, nice translucent. You see that? Yeah. You can see right through it. Right through it. Uh you had holes in it. Hanging around your neck. And it sounds good when it brushes across your yeah. microphone also. Hamvention twenty eighteen. We got got one of those too. Yeah. A uh like a luggage tag put on your backpack or your suitcase or whatever. Aluminum clad. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. The airline probably won't tear that one up. Yep. Maybe. And you could probably know that you know that bag belongs to a ham when it comes comes through the suitcase yep. thing. There. Yeah, you'll be able to identify it when it comes around. And I, I did actually spend some money there. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah, I what? did. Your own, your own money? Yeah, 
Look at this email from Peter. Oh, go ahead. It's a Raspberry Pi 3B+. Tasty pie goodness. Yep. Nice. So I picked up one one of those. I don't think it's a lot faster than a Raspberry Pi 3B. It's a little bit faster. I really haven't looked at the specs, but it was a new Raspberry Pi, so I had to have one. I got I got one of the, and I got one of these too. Except you did, mine, yeah. Well, mine's like that, but mine's got one inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I picked up another little case, just one of the little clear cases to put it in there, and yeah. one of these because you know, this is one of the most important things when it comes to getting your Raspberry Pi going. It really is. It is. Uh, this is. Yeah. Uh, MCM Electronics was there. You know, they're not... Well, Newark bought them out. So uh, if you go to mcmelectronics.com now, you're going to be forwarded over to the Newark website. But they actually had an MCM Electronics booth at a Hamvention. And that's where we we got the Raspberry Pi stuff. This is a a 5-volt, 2.5-ampere power supply. So it's just... Just perfect to yeah to run your pod. Yeah, a lot a lot of people skimp on this and just use like a little cheap yep. cell phone charger. And a lot of times, most of the time, they really don't hold up and give enough current for that. Well, and if you see that little lightning bolt up there on your pie, sometimes when you yep. do something, that's telling yep. you you got a problem. That's with your not power the weather spine. alert. Yep. You know, George, the biggest thing I've noticed on the difference between three and three plus was the um, the five G, the Wi Fi. Yeah, that's the uh, the biggest real. Yeah, it won't boot much faster or or process. But uh, I've seen people do demonstrations where they show it, but it's not that much faster. Yeah, I think it's only like fifteen percent or something, if I remember right, uh, on yeah, paper. Yeah, they, they really up the uh, network interfaces throughput. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, but that that's a, that's huge. Uh, I wish they put USB three on it. That yeah. that yeah. would like. That unleash nice. the thing, man, because then you can make a really nice, cheap network t- network attached storage with it. You know, I made I made one of those on the Amateur Logic one time, and it, it worked great. But it, yeah. the throughput was a little bit slow, you shown on it because of the bottleneck of that. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot more yet to go, so let's take a break. Get a message from MFJ, and uh, then we're going to come back. Since 2009, UKITS has been the QRP company, offering innovative QRP gear and accessories. And now MFJ Enterprises is the exclusive distributor and service center for UKITS products in the U.S. and Canada. All UKITS products come fully assembled and tested. The UKITS HB-1B is a four-band QRP CW transceiver. The new 2018 version has QSK full break-in and uses new ICs and upgraded hardware. You get five bands in one rig with no extra modules needed. Work 40, 30, 20, 17, and 15 meter CW with four to five watts of output. Wide band 5.9 to 22 megahertz CW, single side band and AM receive. Adjustable IF bandwidth for 400 hertz to 3 kilohertz. And virtually everything you could expect in a quality low cost CW transceiver. The UKITS HB1B operates from external 9 to 14 volts DC power or add internal 14500 lithium ion rechargeable batteries. 
The UKIT FG01A is a 1 to 35 megahertz portable antenna analyzer that's easy to carry and operate. It's got 10 built-in memories. A 3.6 by 3.1 centimeter color display shows detailed information with a plot of both SWR and impedance. Center frequency steps are 1 kilohertz, 10 kilohertz, 100 kilohertz, and 1 megahertz. The scale width is 10K to 30 meg in 12 steps, and it has an antenna impedance scan function. It also features a new IC and switching power supply with half the power consumption, 14 hours working time with a fully charged 18650 battery pack. Check out all the great UKIT's products at your local MFJ dealer, your next ham fest, or mfjenterprises.com. The name is UKITS, but they're, they're not kits. They're fully assembled and tested. This is that little CW transceiver here. Uh, you know, the thing received pretty nice. Uh, since I don't really know the code, I couldn't really send real good with it. So you're not going to be using that too much on field day? Uh, you know, I may have to learn the code. No, not for field day. I won't know it that quick. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm going to have to learn enough code that I can have a, a QSO to test this thing out with. Yeah. I, I want to learn it. I wish if I had more time, I would sit down and learn it. Yeah. For the but, price, uh, though, you know, this was a good deal for for a QRP rig. Mm-hmm. You put those little uh, rechargeable batteries in there and, you know, ready to go. Uh, you know, CW and digital contacts count as two points for field day. I thought I oh. heard the rooster crowing. Is the sun coming out? I did, out? too. <laughs> that was my dog. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> we, maybe we've been here a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> uh, Tommy, when I, uh, when, I did, when I upgraded my license, uh, at the time, uh, CW was still part of the license. Mm-hmm. So uh, initially, I did uh, for my novice, I did uh, five words per minute and then 10 words per minute for my full call. Uh, it's been taken away now, but, uh, you know, it, it used to be uh, part of the uh, a requirement here to get your full call license. What about yourself, George or, or Tommy? You've never actually done the um, the code? No. Uh, I've done it with a keyboard, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of cheating. So yeah. Although I did get a good one over on one of my friends. It, it wasn't required when I got my license. Yeah, it wasn't when I got. I didn't get licensed until they dropped it, and uh, you know I would have got licensed decades earlier had I not had mm-hmm. to uh, learn the code. But I just didn't uh, didn't yeah. take the time or or really have the time to do it. Uh, but yeah. you know it would be be nice to know. Can you still hold a um, CWQ, so Peter? Uh no, no, no. I've uh, I've let it slip. I probably. With a day or a couple of days practice, I could probably do up to about five words a minute. But um, just uh, you know, unless you practice it all the time, you uh, you soon lose it. Yeah, Jim was pretty big into the CW thing at, oh, yeah. at one point. So yeah, uh, email. What about yourself, Emil? Do you do Morse? I do. Um, just like George was mentioning, when I first got into the tech license. I uh, was mm-hmm. doing the ham radio deluxe. Um, there's, there's, it's keyboard basically, not straight. I, I've done straight key at well, maybe one word a minute, practicing with some hams local to me. But mm-hmm. my, you know, the, some of the uh, bands here in the U.S. 
you have uh, ranges as a technician that you can only you can use if you do oh. a CW. So I was keyboard <laughs> chatting, oh, yeah. so I could use HF back then as a tech. Oh right. Yeah, That's I could. Good. I could probably do one word or uh, five words per minute, but they'd just be one syllable words. Yeah, well, I'd have to have a piece of paper in front <laughs> yeah. of me to look them up first. Yeah, really, the sentences <laughs> wouldn't make any sense. But no, it'd be like. <laughs> yeah, but there are a lot of people now that you don't have to learn it that are learning it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually more should learn it now than I would have been when you had to. Yeah, maybe when I retire one day. Yeah, well, I don't know what that is. Well, I don't either, but maybe one day. Well, back into uh, some of the video here. We ran into a, a good friend of ours, and it's a shame we're not wearing the Hawaiian shirts tonight. Yeah, you know, I thought about been, that on the way over yeah. here. It would have been a prime opportunity. Yeah. Andy Anderson. Uh, he may even, I mean, look, I don't think he's in the chat room tonight. He might be, uh, but... He recently got a new call sign because he got a new country and a new wife. So yeah. he he has been on the movie. He's got a lot of new. Yeah, you've seen Andy before. He's the guy that's helped out with a lot of hurricane reliefs in, in the past. So you'll recognize him right away here. Well, how are you doing, Andy? Tommy, I'm doing just fine. How you been? What's your call sign for the people? Uh, KP4 Alpha Alpha November now. Used yeah. to be KE0AYJ. Yeah, why, why did you change it? Well, I moved to Puerto Rico. That's what I heard. Yeah, I sort of got married over there, you know, and enjoying the recovery effort that we're putting in, you know, things like that. So not really living the dream, but we're going to get it all done. Yeah, well, congratulations on your new marriage. Thank you very much. She's here with me today, so she's she's getting ready to do her ham ticket also. She's oh. studying hard. Oh, awesome, awesome. I'm sure she'll do great. I know she will. So you were uh, you were with some of the hams that went over uh, to Puerto Rico right after Hurricane hit, right? We were. I was one of the members of the original Force of 50 that they now call the Force of 22 because there was only 22 of us that actually went there and, and got to work and everything like that. Uh, yeah, I was one of them, and then uh, a lot of them uh, showed up in teams, and I was one that was isolated by myself up at the Guajataka Dam. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's some great work you guys did over there. I really appreciate you stepping up doing that. You know what? We represent the amateur community when we're there, but uh, we really didn't even think about it. We just went in there and did the work that we had to do, you know, uh, help the people like that. And you switch from ham radio operator to emergency medical technician and do whatever you have to do. Yeah, that's what being a ham's all about, isn't it? It is. It is ham. You know, uh, I get a lot of interviews. I did uh, 12 presentations in 17 days after we came back uh, originally and uh, got all that. And a lot of people referred to us heroes and, and just wonderful people and everything. You know, and my answer, simple answer to them was, uh, we're not heroes. We're ham radio operators, and that's what we do. Yeah, there you go. Well, anyway, everybody appreciates it. So I appreciate the support we were giving back home here. Yeah. So uh, what can you tell me? What kind of gear did you take over there? I took all my personal survival gear, and we ended up uh, for radios with the handmade kits were ICOM 7200s, all right, uh, MFJ and uh, IT100 uh, tuners we had, uh, doublets, straight uh, doublets, so with uh, no balance on them, worked great, and uh, no power supplies other than that, and then a laptop provided by the Red Cross for Winmore Winlink, and we made it all work. 
Yeah, well, and what did you use for power? Did you have solar or generators or what? Nope. Uh, we had, I had a battery for a couple of days, and then uh, AEE, which is a local power company, and uh, Carmen arranged for me to get a generator, 5K, a 5KW generator. We installed that underneath the house. <laughs> Bad news there, but it worked quite well. It gave me power, and while I had gasoline, I went down to shut it off one night. And did you know coax is black, but it doesn't move? Uh, well, I didn't know about the doesn't move part, and I ended up stepping on a boa. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it got me on the toe, uh, lacerated me pretty good. It took forever to heal, and I get tired of rice and chicken all the time, so I did capture an iguana, and I did eat iguana. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, no, so it tastes like chicken? Uh, you, no, it doesn't taste like chicken. <laughs> if it did, it had burnt feathers on it, I guarantee you. <laughs> You know, they would say everything tastes like chicken. Yeah, well, they're wrong. I'll tell you that <laughs> firsthand. They're wrong. <laughs> so how, how long were you over there before you got to initially come back home? Uh, I was over there. Let's see. We got left here the 27th out of Atlanta, drive there the 28th. I was at the dam uh, by the 30th. Uh, actually, the 29th I was there. Um, and then I turned around and came back the 17th, uh, 16th of October back to uh, COE, the operations center in San Juan. I was on the plane the 20th of October coming home. Oh, wow. So that's a pretty good while. Yes, it was. We, but we learned a valuable lesson. We actually taught them just how valuable ham radio is to the world and what we can do. Uh, we were asked to join the ESF-2 uh, function, the Emergency Support Function 2, under FEMA. They pulled us in because we had island, island-wide coverage via repeater VHF. Uh, and they didn't have nothing. And they wanted to know intel. We were gathering intel for them, and they just pulled us in and asked us to provide everything. Oh, wow. So we're, we're going to become a major function for some of the uh, disasters like this now. Yeah, so this is not the first hurricane you went to do relief for. You actually uh, went down for a Harvey down to Houston, right? Right. I was down in Houston, uh, Livingston area to be exact. I was down there and then uh, went over to uh, uh, help with Irmo in uh, Florida a little bit. Uh, uh, a lot of drowning going on there, but yeah, I did animal rescue down in uh, down in Florida or down in Texas. Excuse me, uh, got that all taken care of and blew all my money uh, that I had saved up for radios and things like that. But we uh, we ferreted out pretty good. We can't to- complain to anything, you know. It, it was meant to be, and we helped, so that's what that was our reward for it. Yeah, well, it's a uh, it's a good thing you guys did, and I I just hope one chance that, you know someday I get the chance to step up and do you similar know what? myself. I'm going to throw your name in the hat and just see what we can come up with, and maybe we will just tell tell George to do the show himself for a couple of weeks, and you just come with us to wherever we're going. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can work that out. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. We can do anything. <laughs> George asked if you have started your Hawaiian shirt business in Puerto Rico yet. You know what? I had to back off that shirt. If he knew what that cost me to send everybody shirts, uh, two years ago when I started that, I uh, I gave out, uh, uh, ended up with 27 shirts. And those shirts run about $35 to $40 a piece, right? And uh, most of them went to those hams that uh, took the test here and became ham radio operators, right? And I passed Pass the rest of them out to you guys to say that uh, you need the shirts to join the Hawaiian Shirt Club. I've yet to see you and yours, Tommy. No, I did a show with it. You cut, You were in the chat room. Oh, that's right. I might take it back, and then I saw George and his. But George, the uh, Halloween show with the with the wig and stuff. Um, let's not do that anymore. That doesn't look right. It's something wrong with you, son. <laughs> that was was that the Wayne's World looking yeah, wig? Uh, Wayne's World looking right, and yeah, it was. I don't know. <laughs> 
have to think about this again. But yeah, we might we might do something else Hawaiian style like that. Maybe we'll donate to the women this time uh, perfumes or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But as far as Puerto Rico, no, they're separate. They're totally different on their shirts and styles and stuff like that. But we'll work something out with them too. Maybe we'll get stuff back to the mainland from Puerto Rico. I would have thought the Hawaiian shirt thing would have been universal. It is sort of universal, but the designs are a little bit different there. Uh, you know, they do that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you what, they are great on coffee. Everybody says the Kona coffee is good. If you get the Puerto Rican coffee, that'll curl your toenails. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want them curled. Well, they'll curl them, no, get, no doubt about it. It's good coffee, though. It's really good coffee. I almost forgot. This is so brand new. You just got this a few moments ago, didn't yeah, you? just a few minutes ago from uh, from. Uh, the central division director uh, with the AWRL presented me with this, and he meant to do it right when I came back from Puerto Rico. But like I said, I was doing all those presentations, and everything didn't have time to meet up with him. So he met me here today at, at Hamvention and says, here you go, we're going to give this to you. And basically it's a reward thanking me from the central division because I did live in Indiana at that time, me and my two canines, and uh, wanted me to uh, have this reward award uh, something put on the wall and everything and i sort of shy away from awards i i got military medals and i don't wear them and i i just shy away from these things but he caught me with a bunch of people standing around and he acted sort of like a danger zone was going on so i went ahead and accepted it. i said thank you very much graciously and we went on from there but that's what i ended up with a nice award something that we could take home back to puerto rico yeah, well, that's well-deserved. Well, it might be, and I appreciate it. I appreciate the, uh, uh, everything that it means to us and everything. It means a lot to me and my wife to be noticed for what we did. Well, cool. I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes to talk to us. Yeah, it, was, it was great seeing you and, and, and George here. We, we hope to see you earlier in the day, but we did finally hook up, and, uh, and I knew we could do some good. Yeah, and congratulations again on your new marriage. Thank you. Good seeing you. Yeah, it's great to see you too, Andy. What a nice guy. Yeah, he's he's an awesome guy. I, I always enjoy getting to talk to him. Yeah. And uh, man, he really really steps up. He's been to, I think, three hurricanes recently that he volunteered for. Three? He, yeah. He uh, he went to Harvey. Uh huh. In Houston, he went down to Florida. The one that came right after that. Oh yeah, yeah. And over to Puerto Rico. Wow. So he he really yeah. put himself out there. So appreciate him doing that. You know, I had never heard that story before. I, just the skill of how you wrangle that uh, boa attack <laughs> you know, out of him. <laughs> curled your toenails. <laughs> curled your toenails. Apparently, some people like their toenails curled. Yeah. I see in the chat room there. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. It just doesn't seem so uncomfortable, and it seems like it tear your socks up. <laughs> well it is really nice to see andy i always enjoyed chatting with him man oh yeah no doubt maybe we can get him on uh, on the show live sometime from uh, yeah. Over in Port oh Rico. yeah that'd be really cool yeah so uh yeah so we saw uh ray we wouldn't be a ham fest if we didn't go by and see the guys at mfj either would it uh richard stubbs richard yeah we polished off the crawdads and now we're in uh zeno ohio hi richard Hey, George, how are you and Tommy doing? You had a good weekend? Had a pretty good weekend. Yeah, we still haven't been all the way through, and it's Sunday morning, so we got a little ways to go yet. How's the show been? It's been fantastic, as always. We always sell a lot of stuff here at Dayton, and we always introduce a lot of new products, and we have a lot of fun doing this show. Of course, I haven't been here since Monday, so I'm ready to go home now. I can understand. So I see you got something uh, new here for MFJ. 
something you hadn't hadn't uh, had before and uh, I'm not really uh, I'm I've heard of it but I'm not totally familiar with this yes sir well we we uh, you know we d- we picked up the zygu which right. you knew about mm-hmm. and now we are also doing uh, the u kits uh, from the guy from Canada who makes these u kits I know it sounds funny the u kits name is uh, u kits but it's not kits anymore I guess it started out that way but now they build all of their kits they have little SWR meters uh, analyzers and a, a lot of uh, neat little QRP radios this one this one this guy here you got some uh, tri-band uh, transceivers you got uh, 40 meter CW transceiver you can get add 20 meters and uh, just just fun stuff so a lot of these guys have, have we sold a lot of these different radios. We sold a lot of this one right here. This one's very popular. This is the most popular unit. It's uh, 40, 30, 20, 17, 15 meters, but it's CW only. Kind of similar to that one a couple of years ago, the QRP pocket transceiver. So and then we've uh, another neat thing we've done is we've got these battery boxes now. We call it the power ready toolbox. So you got your voltage meter in here. You can hook up your radio for on the go and put whatever type battery that you want to put in it. And uh, $89.95, so all the work's completed for you right here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, we upgraded uh, some of the switches. The transmit and receive switch for the boat anchor type rigs right. has now got four relays in it instead of one. And then we uh, have the new... SDR switch that's got an SMA in it also. So this is going to be more effective for the SDR plays and the other SDR type transceivers out there. And of course we did come out with a new cobweb that has 40 through 6 meters on it and a hex beam which I'm going to send you at some point that's 40 through 6, uh, 40 through six meters also. And it's uh, built pretty rugged it's like uh, six elements on each band, except for the 40 and 30 part. Wow. Yeah, so we've, we've been working hard. Mr. Jew already flew back uh, yesterday, but I'm sure you, he would have been happy to see you. Yeah, we, we tried to get by here and see him yesterday, but every time we came through, he was swamped. So we'd hoped he'd be here today, but that's okay. We'll talk to you. Yeah, he's a rock star just like you and Tommy, you know. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, George, that's just a quick little rundown, and uh, I'm happy to show them off and uh, glad you all came here again, and it's been a fun weekend for sure. Well, it has. Uh, weather, it has rained, of course. It, it hadn't been a monsoon or just, you know, a thunderstorm out there, though. Well, you know, you and I are used to having mud between our toes anyway, so we live down there in Mississippi. That's yeah. what we do, so no biggie for us. Well, thanks for talking to us, Richard. Always good to catch up with you. Where, where are you off to next? I am going to CPAC, uh, Seaside, yeah. Oregon. Uh, it's a fantastic little show. It's kind of the feel of uh, trying to think like Jackson, Mississippi. It's a smaller venue. But yet, there's, it's really crowded. It's the only West Coast show I do, but I get to work with the ham radio outlet, and that's fun for the weekend. Yeah, I've been out there once. That is a really nice show. Right, and then we'll head out to Dallas. So it's, it's a quick three or four weeks here in a row after this Dayton deal, and we still got to keep going, keep rolling. Yep. 
All right, man. We'll see you back in Mississippi. It'll be good to see you back in Mississippi, that's for sure. Take care, George. Thanks. See you, Tommy. <laughs> Every year they always add more and more products, man. You got thousands of them, yeah. and they still and add they more never, and more. They never discontinue a product either. Yeah. So the catalog just keeps growing and growing. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, I didn't pick up a new catalog. I did. This year. I, yeah, no, yeah. I thought you got one. I meant to grab one, but I'd, somehow I got by without getting it. I'm going to have to see about picking one up. Well, that's how we spent our field day, or not our field day. We haven't done field day yet. Our hamvention this year. Now, our field day is going to be a lot hotter than that. Yeah, I think so. But uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. You know, of course, we can't record everything we do um, for legal reasons. Huh? For okay. legal reasons? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, those were some of the more interesting things. Yeah, yeah. We ran across it was, this. It thing. was a great, great uh, invention. Oh. Had a good time. There's one thing we it's didn't talk wet. about, and uh, that was um, the balloon launch that they had there. When you interviewed Chris, they were actually doing a demonstration across the way uh, showing how to put the balloon together and everything, put the electronics on and what it was on. But anyway, they brought it out, and we're going to yeah. do a balloon launch right here, and it was a yeah. little bit windy out. It was, but, you know, I hate we didn't get that recorded. Yeah, We had too. some confusion there on on getting started with that, but uh, it would have been a... Peter, you would have loved it, because he went through the minute detail of what he had to do to get a balloon ready for launch. I mean, every... Everything you yeah, could want. And that was Bill Brown uh, yeah. that was doing the demonstration. You've seen him on the show before. He, yeah. He's the one that builds those little, mm-hmm. uh, the electronics for those yeah. things. So they're really amazing job I, on them. I wish we could have recorded that uh, that that whole presentation he did. Yeah. It would have been too long to, to put well, in. I, I bet you he'll be doing one in Huntsville. I, I would be surprised well, if he doesn't. So maybe we can catch Try to that. see if we can, can get that because it was uh, really great. You've got to get the filling of the balloon just right because if you overfill it, and believe me, it's not hard to do, uh, when your balloon goes up, it'll just explode. And, um, you know. Yeah, uh, you he was. He went flight. over that. He went we over should've. that and the exact instruments yeah. you needed to do it with and and how. You you would have really enjoyed it, Peter. Yeah, that's a shame. Oh, yeah. well. Well, it's, well, Huntsville's coming up, so yeah, maybe hopefully we, can, we can catch it then. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the balloon itself there. You can see he had, they launched two of them. It was windy that day. And um, also there was a, a moisture problem, too. There was concern about the moisture getting on the balloons and weighing them down. Yeah. Uh, but there's one of them. They had two out there. The first one they launched, what, they didn't have oh, the payload on it. was like a card. It was just a, like a, yeah, just like a business card type thing. I think it had a note on it. And yeah. just to kind of test and see where it was going to go, I think. And it went and got stuck in the fence. I think That's what went. someone said. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. well, I missed that. Yeah, I think it, it just kind of like blew across the fairgrounds there and got stuck in the fence. And they went ahead and launched the other one with the actual uh, uh, radio payload on it. Yeah. That, that he normally launches. And, uh, well, it didn't get stuck in the fence. No, it got stuck it, in the antenna. Yeah, it got stuck in the, uh, the hex beam antenna. And but, but amazingly enough, 
somehow it got loose it, it, eventually. Yeah, it it got free. It was there for a long time. We didn't know that it had ever got loose from the antenna, but uh, apparently it did. And where was it last reported, Tommy? Well, if you can see the map, I, I looked on uh, APRS.FI right before the show, and this is the last time it was reported in. Yeah, yeah May the 30th. So right over the Black Sea. And it could pop up back on the map again. We don't It, it, we don't it may. It, yeah. very, it very well could. Some of his, his flights have before, you know. Uh, He's got one out that's been going around uh, upwards of a year, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, if you're if you're not on the Amateur Logic Facebook group, if even if you're not a Facebook person, you ought to get on just for that because they there's a lot of good stuff on there. And, mm-hmm. and he when he does a go a launch, a lot of times they mm-hmm. post, and you'll get information. You can track it around and stuff. It's yeah. pretty cool. All the all the really big balloon guys post on there mm-hmm. and give us updates on how many revolutions they've made around the globe just with those little model balloons. Yeah, it's pretty and amazing. And it's not an easy thing to do, is it's, it? That's, that's uh, on my bucket list. Uh, I'm going to do one of those one day. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to hearing more from Bill in the future on that. Yeah, and I guess... Pre- oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're always good to contact us. We missed them last year. Yeah. And uh, they, anyway, this year we caught them, and the weather didn't work out so well. Yeah. But uh, we're not going to give up. That balloon went through a lot to end up on the it, other it side did. of the world, practically. So, uh, another fun invention. We've got a few other stories from there that we really probably shouldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, uh, mostly it, it was a, a great time, and we saw a lot of good friends again. We. We didn't uh, record segments with all of them, but you've seen a number of them before here on the show. It's just oh yeah, so so much to do there. That, um, there's no way you can do it all. And yeah, and there were a uh, few things I wanted to get, but uh, anyway, it was a pretty good crowd there, and just wasn't able to get up there. Yeah, so, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, uh, email. You're going to have a a special segment. For us next month, aren't you, with a, a little pie goodness in there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, still crunching on the pies. Uh-huh. That's t- um, tasty. The, uh, the, yeah, tasty, crunchy pie. Yeah, uh, we won't go into what it was, but I saw it, and I'm, you kind of making me want one. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I used, in fact, I used that 3B Plus um, to do it. So yeah. that was, uh, it's, a, it's a good project. And uh, something you can use in the shack or uh, wherever. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. And uh, Peter has a, a segment for us that he put together. We'll play real quick, and then we'll we'll come back and talk about that. Okay. Hello and welcome. Today, a big announcement. After 11 years of contributing to Amateur Logic, I've decided to call it a day. The reason for this is that in recent times I've been finding it harder and harder to come up with new content and new ideas for the show. And what was once a hobby has started to feel more and more like work. Every segment does take quite a bit of time to make and with a growing family finding that time has become increasingly difficult. Ironically also making amateur logic has meant that I've not had so much time to get on the air and talk to many of you. 
Being involved with amateur logic has been a great experience. My favourite memories are of visiting the Canberra Deep Space Communication Complex near Canberra and meeting many of you at Huntsville when I flew around the world three years ago. I'd like to thank some people whilst I got the chance. First, I'd like to thank George, Tommy, Jimmy and Emil for letting me be part of the show and for all the help they provided down the years. Next, thanks to Peter Cossens, VK3BFG and numerous other fellow hams who have provided advice and help for various segments. Thanks also to all our advertisers who've supported and continue to support the show financially, in particular ICOM and MFJ. Most of all though, I'd like to thank all the viewers who have made posts and sent emails saying how appreciative they've been of the show. Those posts and emails have been a major reason why I've kept making segments and it's been particularly satisfying to see how some segments have inspired people to do things in the hobby. When I first helped make episode 13, I never expected that I would be here 11 years later. Even though I'm leaving the program, I'm quite sure that George, Tommy and Emil will continue to produce great shows. And I think it will also provide some opportunities for some guests to step in from time to time. So from me, a final 73, and I hope to catch you on the airwaves. Well, Peter? Yeah, a bit of a sad announcement, but uh, uh, but look, um, I'm not lost to the hobby, far from it. Uh, I'm going to go back and actually start just enjoying it uh, from now on. And, um, you know, who knows, maybe from time to time, if I've got something interesting, I'll uh, be more than glad to contribute that to the show. Well, I, I know we would. Yeah, uh, absolutely. appreciate it, and, and yeah. the, you know, the viewers would as well. Uh, you know, if nothing else, just to drop in and say hello every now and then, give us an update on what's been going on. You know, we'd yeah. love to, to have you on any time, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll be in touch. I mean, um, uh, as I say, uh, we're all ham operators, so, uh, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be in, in touch and on Facebook and on Amatolo- the Amatologic Facebook page, etc. But, uh, yeah, look, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a great 11 years, um, but uh, everything's got a big beginning, middle and end. And I just feel at this point in time, I just need to, uh, to go off and seek some new challenges. So apologies to the viewers, but... Uh, uh, as I said, I do think, though, that there's some scope there for uh, some new guests to come on board. And, um, like, it would be great, for example, to get Jerry Ellsworth on at some point in time or uh, uh, a number of other people uh, in the hobby that would uh, – Joe, Joe Walsh, for example, if he was prepared to do a show, would be great. So, um, yeah, so there's some, as I say, there's some positives but, and uh, a little bit of negatives. So there you go. All right, Peter. Well, thank you for uh, hanging with us this long. We never knew uh, when after you made the first segment and we asked you to come on back that it would la- that the show itself would last this many years. Yeah, I sure am yeah. glad it did, though. It's been a, really a pleasure having you on here. Yep. And uh, yeah. Phil. Yeah, no, look, it's, and look, I've uh, I've got a, a whole host of old great memories and uh, a back catalog of shows that I can now look back on and. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that's, uh, but, you know, at the same time, uh, I'm looking forward to just uh, doing the John Lennon thing of just, uh, what is it, uh, sitting back and watching the wheels go round and round. <laughs> I really love to watch them roll. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, good luck in the future. And, uh, you know, we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. As, yeah. uh, definitely you know, don't be a stranger. Things go. Oh, no, 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 I definitely won't be. And by the way, uh, I promised you that I would get some footage from um, Japan, and uh, I promise you uh, I will I will get some for you and uh, with John Baggett, and um, uh, it'll uh, it'll be great. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Looking yeah. forward to seeing that. that. That will be great. Yeah, enjoy your trip out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, thank you. And we're doing you, you, Peter. Thanks. Thanks for all you've done, buddy. Oh, look, it's it's uh, you're all good friends, and you'll stay good friends. All right, so, um, well, I guess we'll be back around the 15th of next month. Yeah, for the next Ham College. That'll be at the oh, end no, of the month. Oh, no, that's at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be back before for the 15th of next month for the next Amateur Logic. And we will uh, we'll be on the air in two weeks, two weekends from now for field day. And we hadn't decided what call we're going to use this year, so. Um, no, but we'll post it. To, we'll post it. We'll post to it to all the social places. Um, you know, I don't have any way to tie this into t-shirts, so. So just there. jump. Just go ahead. And just jump right in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say about that right now. If you want one, hey, there's where you go. Uh, and speaking of post, um, you know, where can you learn more about what's going on with the show and all the, the people associated with it and all our friends? Well, it's, it's the Amateur Logic um, Facebook group, the Google Plus group. Of course, we you can also follow us on Twitter, and that is amateur at Amateur Logic and at Ham College. And I've yep. actually done a little posting on there lately, just a little bit here and there. Yeah. I've been trying to step it up some. Well, and also uh, we want to mention our show notes wiki, our friend Dan and not LVS does. It's amateurlogic.tv slash wiki. Yep. Always thanks a lot for that, Dan. We really appreciate that. Okay. Good to see Dan this year. Yeah. You it know, was good. George, last time you, you mentioned that wiki, I said I use it all the time to reference old episodes. And sure enough, in this latest uh, uh, segment I did, which you'll see next month. It's, uh, <laughs> I did it again. I have to go find references from my old episodes, <laughs> and that, that wiki is the, the key. Yep. I know what you mean. Well, any final words before we go tonight, Tommy? No. Uh, just uh, we're going to miss you, Peter, and take care, man, and uh, stay in touch. Yep. Oh, we'll do. We'll do. Yes, and... Uh, uh, yeah, look, looking forward to um, seeing the next Amateur Logic and what you guys can produce. All right. Uh, and email, any final words from uh, down there? Well, for all, all you people going to be in uh, field day, we hope to hear you on the air and uh, stay cool because it's going to be hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the um, what the heat index here for this coming week is going to be 105. Yeah. It's brutal. <laughs> I'm going to be doing we'll my be, field day from the Marriott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be operating from the club as uh, I think it's three or four Foxtrot uh, Lima Alpha, Louisiana. So keep an ear out for us. I wonder if Jimmy will let uh, us operate by his pool. Um, it's kind of a dangerous place to operate, <laughs> from the best I remember. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, we'll be on the air, and uh, I know Wayne's going to be with us. And we'll maybe do something a little different for Field Day this year. We'll have to see. All right. 7-3, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next month. 7-3, everybody. 7-3. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to another exciting amateur logic. Boy, off to a rip roaring start there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. You know, we try to have something different go wrong every episode. Hi, Tommy. Hi there. It's almost like I have my name on my shirt. The number one pick is Larry's. Russ's cork. Russ's, excuse me. <laughs> Russ's, Russ's big pork chop.